A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After Jesus was baptized, the Spirit drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, and believe in the good news. The Gospel of the Lord As we begin the Lenten journey, we first encounter a world inundated by the waters of the flood. Everything has been swept away. Only Noah and the animals in the ark have been left behind, isolated and forgotten. In the midst of this overwhelming experience, God remembers Noah. God makes a covenant with all the creatures of the earth, promising that there shall not be another flood to devastate the earth. I set my bow in the clouds to serve as a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Water can both bring life and take life away. Water is sustenance and loss. It is refreshment, cleansing, and promise. Jesus, too, knew the flood, the waters of death and life, and his going under in baptism became the first sign of his own death, his own passing through the chaos, his new covenant. Immediately after his baptism, the Spirit drives Jesus into the wilderness He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Just as at his baptism he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him, Jesus is the point of intersection, a meeting place between heaven and earth. He is from heaven, angels waiting on him, and he is of the earth, with the wild beasts. The price that we pay for holding together these opposites is invariably some form of crucifixion. Jesus himself was archetypally hung between a good thief and a bad thief, between heaven and earth holding together both his humanity and divinity. Jesus reconciled all things in himself. When light shines through a prism, it is broken into all the colors of the rainbow. In the same way, the lens of the cross breaks open the world. Returning to Galilee, Jesus learns that John has been arrested. 
This is certainly not good news. And yet, Mark tells us, Jesus proclaims the good news of God. We're always faced with this same challenge. How will we engage this moment? With love or with fear? With kindness or with cruelty? With generosity or scarcity? With a joyous heart or an embittered one? One is the path that connects us with the kingdom of God. Jesus proclaims that the kingdom of God has come near. He does not make this announcement based on what he observes in the outer world. Rather, Jesus makes this proclamation from what he has come to know and believe deep within. Jesus begins his ministry with these words, Repent and believe in the good news. Our gospel translates the Greek word metanoia with the word repent. In English, repentance implies that we have done something wrong, and with that acknowledgement, we want to begin to live in a new way. The word metanoia comes from two Greek words, meta, meaning above, and nous, meaning mind. Metanoia invites us to move above our normal instincts into a bigger mind, into a mind which rises above self-interest and self-protection. Metanoia invites us to meet all situations, however unfair they may seem, with understanding and an empathic heart. The second-century church teachers taught that all of us have two minds and two hearts. Each of us has a big mind and a big heart. That's the image and likeness of God inside us, the warm, generative, and empathic part of us. But each of us also has within us a petty mind and a petty heart, That's the wounded part that turns self-protective and immediately begins to close the doors of warmth and trust whenever we appear threatened. Father Ron Rollheiser notices that we are both big-hearted and petty, open-minded and bigoted, trusting and suspicious, saint and narcissist, generous and hoarding, warm and cold. Everything depends upon which heart and which mind we are linked to and operating out of at any given moment. One minute we are willing to die for others, a minute later we could see them dead. One minute we want to give ourselves over in love, a minute later we want to use our gifts to show our superiority over others. Metanoia stands in contrast to paranoia. In essence, metanoia is non-paranoia. The Dutch spiritual writer Henri Nouwen, in his book With Open Hands, describes the difference between metanoia and paranoia. 
The posture of paranoia is symbolized by a closed fist, by a protective stance, by habitual suspicion and distrust. Paranoia has us feeling that we forever need to protect ourselves from unfairness, that others will hurt us if we show any vulnerability, and that we need to assert our strength and talents to impress others. Paranoia quickly turns warmth into cold, understanding into suspicion, and generosity into self-protection. The posture of metanoia, on the other hand, is seen in Jesus on the cross. There, on the cross, we see Jesus exposed and vulnerable, his arms spread in a gesture of embrace, and his hands open with nails through them. This is the antithesis of paranoia, wherein our inner doors of warmth, empathy, and trust spontaneously slam shut whenever we perceive a threat. Metanoia, the metamind, the bigger heart, never closes those doors. Just as it was for Jesus in the wilderness, the angels waited on him, and he was with the wild beasts. So it is true for us. Both heaven and earth are within us. We always struggle between answering the call of God and the desire to go another way. But the struggle is endured in the presence of God. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news.